0: Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Well folks, we're back once again at the Corner of Truth and Courage, and today this is my second installment on the subject of trends that are killing America. And I'm talking primarily about the trend of the delusion, delusions that are being accepted, within our society and it is going to bring about the destruction of our nation if we keep accepting lies and pretend that they are truths we're building our house on shaky ground on the sand and when the storms of life come and they will and when they beat upon that house it will crumble and fall and we need to set our house upon the stone the bible said Uh, Build your house upon the rock so that when the winds and the storms come and the rains beat down upon it, it will stand. And so we need to be firmly planted upon truth, but instead we're accepting lies and trying to treat them as truth. It's been popular now for a long time and it's become more and more and more accepted that there is no such thing as objective truth. You cannot tell me that what you say is true if I believe something else contrary to what you're saying. Your truth is truth for you, and my truth is truth for me. So let's both agree to disagree. Now the problem is, is that there is objective truth. There is God's word, God's truth, and those who reject his law, his way he created, as we talked yesterday, male and female. And out there people are saying, I don't accept that truth. I want an alternative truth. I want a truth that is agreeable with me. And I believe that although I was born a male, I'm going to say I'm a female. Now, folks, you can walk down the road in a delusion. It's a delusion because it's a devolving of the mind because of sin. Now, here's what the Bible has to say. And understand this. God doesn't give us everything just by faith. Now, faith is an important part of our religion of our understanding of God, by faith ye shall be saved, and faith is the substance of things hoped for, the things not yet seen. There's some things that we don't see, we don't understand fully. There is objective truth. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15 says, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18, Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. So, not everything in our Christian life, in our religious walk, has to do with faith. There is a side where we have to bring the gray matter together and to be able to dwell on the facts and reason these things out. And the Bible says this in John chapter 8, verse 32 Ye shall know. Know comes from the same word, root word where we get knowledge. You shall have knowledge, and that is that you shall know what? The truth. And the truth shall make you free. Those who live in a delusion are actually living in bondage. But those of you and, and us as Christians who follow God's word and believe that there is objective truth, that knowledge of that truth is makes us free we're not under bondage of the sin and the lies those who follow the devil he's the liar the bible says he's the father of liars and they live in a deception they're always deceiving themselves and deceiving one another as i said earlier god's laws are objective for example the law of gravity It's a great example to use. If someone simply says, I don't believe in it, I choose to reject it, I don't believe that if I throw myself off this cliff that I'm going to die and go splat at the end. And by the way, it's not the fall that kills them, it's that sudden stop at the end, right? And someone might say, well, I don't believe in it, I choose to think differently, that's your truth, my truth is different, and if they jump off that cliff, I'm here to tell you, it's not going to end very well for them. And the problem is, is that because man has sin in his heart, they are in rebellion against God, and they choose not to know the truth. Let's look at some other Bible passages. For Second Peter, chapter two, verse two, and many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason. So, in other words, they're going to do this with some reasoning, with their own thinking, with their own way of discovering truth, they're going to follow their pernicious ways. They're not going to follow truth and God's objective truth, but they're going to use reason to do it. Of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And when they follow these pernicious ways and use their reasoning, they're going to say that which is truth, they're going to call that evil. And let me continue reading. And through covetous shall they with feign words... Feigned words, that word feigned is the Greek word plastos, where you get the idea of something molded, something like a facade. It's something artificial. It's covering up. It's just a cover. Using feigned words, making merchandise of you. And so those who follow their pernicious ways and following their own covetousness, they're going to use their own reasoning to justify the route that they're taking. They're going to say that which is true, that God says is true. They're going to call that evil. And they're going to talk in an artificial way, create a facade of words. And what are they doing? They're making merchandise of you. They're going to profit off of your ignorance of you following it and buying it and accepting those foolish Lies. See, the problem is is that God has revealed truth. God has revealed Himself to mankind through creation. Romans chapter 1, verses 19 and on. We talked about this a little bit yesterday, but let me bring it up again. Because that which may be known of God, that's the knowledge, if you want to have knowledge of God, the Bible says it is manifest in them. God has put within them the knowledge of God, but they want to deny it because to accept that there's a God must uh, also bring about the acceptance that that, uh, he is sovereign, he has dominion, and I have to follow him, but they don't want to do that. So they want to reject that knowledge of God, but God has shown it unto them. Verse 20 says, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things which are made, even as eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death. They know it. They know in their rebellion that they're going to have judgment, that not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do it. It was Sir Isaac Newton that brought us what we call the Era of Enlightenment. In his book that he wrote in 1687, the Principia Mathematica, the mathematical principles of natural philosophy, here's what he kind of concluded after discovering all the mysteries and the majesty of God and numbers and, and the patterns of this world and this universe. Here's what he said. This most beautiful system of the sun, planets, comets, could only proceed from the counsel and dominion of an intelligent and powerful being. This being governs all things, not as the soul of the world, but as Lord over all. And on account of his dominion, he is wont to be called Lord God or the universal ruler. When man looked at science and the creation and the marvel of how the planets and the sun and the comets and everything that is in this world and look at the majesty that is there, he had to come away with the conclusion that there is an intelligent, powerful being and that powerful being is none other than the Lord God who has dominion over everything. But we live in a day where we want to reject that, and that delusion is there that they want to say truth is not objective, truth is subjective, and that is reaching into our churches, folks. Let me read this to you. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get into the depths of it all, but Barna did a study back in 2017, and they found out that only 17% of serious Christians have a biblical world view. In our churches today, only 17%. In other words, 83% of Christians in our nation today do not have a biblical worldview. What is a biblical worldview? They explain it. To have absolute moral, that absolute moral truth exist, And that's one of the biggest issues, folks. If you do not believe that absolute moral truth exists, then you do not have a biblical worldview view. Also, if you do not believe that the Bible is totally accurate in all its and all the principles that it teaches, then you do not have a biblical worldview. If you do not believe that Satan is a real evil being, but rather something just symbolic, then you do not have a biblical world view. And so what's going on, and I could go on down this list, but uh, the point that I'm trying to make here is that is that we have traded Bible knowledge, Bible truth, and we have pushed that and jettisoned that to the side, and we're beginning to accept other things as prevailing truths. Here's what we're accepting. 61% of Christians in America agree with ideas that come from new spirituality, Eastern religion, the New Age movement, and mysticism. 61% of our Christians are following Eastern ideologies rather than biblical ideologies. These ideologies have been sweeping into our nation for the last 30, 40 years. 54% of Christians have what's called a postmodern view a moral relativism, a pluralistic acceptance of non-Christian religion. 38%. Now get this, 38% of Christians in America today are sympathetic to the teachings of Islam. 36% of Christians in America today are also adopt adopting Marxist views. Let me read to you what John Shelby Spong said not too long ago, he was the uh, uh, archbishop of uh, the Episcopal Church in New Jersey. He said this, the things that bother me, I get this, this is crazy. The things that bother me most about Christian church today is we spend our time confirming people in their own sense of wretchedness. You can't go to church without praying 10 to 15 times for God to have mercy on you. You can't sing amazing grace without reminding yourself that the reason God's grace is amazing is that it saves a wretch like you. Now, here's what he's saying. This self-denigrating stuff, Jesus died for my sins, is nothing but a guilt message. That's the thing we got to get out from under. That's not Christianity. What? Here's a bishop, an archbishop, sorry, of the Episcopal Church in Newark, New Jersey. He's retired now, but he's saying that teaching people that they're wretched in their sins and speaking about judgment and Those of you who sing Amazing Grace, reminding yourself that you're such a wretch, this is self-denigrating stuff. This isn't what the Bible teaches, that Jesus died for your sins. This is a message of guilt. This is a guilt message. We've got to get out from under it. That's not Christianity. I'm here to tell you, Mr. Spong, that your Christianity is not biblical Christianity, and we're in trouble for it because we keep following these foolish notions and keep accepting other things except for God's word. We're going to have to stop there, but I got more to say on this. So join us again tomorrow at the corner of truth and courage. God bless you.